Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a man who is irreplaceable, Danielle. <laughs> I'm joined by, you know, this guy that I want to call a traitor, but I will refrain from doing so. It's the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. I love that. So when Danielle was impersonating you, uh-huh. she I was told that the shirt that she wore mm-hmm. was purchased solely for the purpose mm-hmm. of impersonating you. That's a solid gag. That's a solid and, gag. I appreciate it. She that. also, the first words that came out of her mouth were, let's talk wrestling. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, yes, yes, yes. Derek is better known yeah. of, for talking wrestling than for talking baseball. Oh, if we want to talk AEW Dynamite last week, I was there in person. <laughs> we could talk about that for 45 <laughs> minutes easily. But I know you guys don't want to talk about that. This is a D-backs podcast. And the D-backs might be for sale, at least a small portion of them. But before we get into that, we have to let you guys know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, there is more to these reports that we kind of discussed a little bit last week of the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, being for sale, just not a majority of the franchise. It would appear, according to a report from Bob Nightingale, that the D-backs MGP, I like that better. It's manor, man, managing general partner uh, Ken Kendrick, uh, not owner. Managing general partner Ken Kendrick uh, is weighing the possibility of selling a significant but still minority share of the team. Now, obviously, Kendrick has stated in the past uh, that they were looking to consolidate uh, some of the team at times. Right. It actually, they actually got into a bit of a lawsuit at one point with a couple of the minority shareholders about seem like maybe. Forcing some of the shareholders out yeah. or something to yeah, that extent. Yeah, the, the idea was that they were being forced to relinquish some of some of their share uh, in the organization. And apparently the price was was not particularly high. They were kind of being forced to do it at a discount. Mm. Um, but yeah, in the past, Ken Kendrick has tried to consolidate some of the the ownership group. Um, but it appears that, yeah, he's he's open to he's like weighing the option. It doesn't sound like this is a done deal by any stretch of the imagination, right. uh, but weighing the option of, of selling off a minority share in the franchise, which is a more substantive report than we were talking about before, correct, which seemed correct. kind of like just speculation. There, there wasn't a whole lot of meat to the original story, but Bob Nightingale is well respected and, you know, knows what he's talking about. So we'll uh, we'll see what comes of this. There's something else Bob said in his piece that could that actually makes a little bit more sense. In consolidating, uh, part of that could just be having less minority shareholders, m- m- less people. We've been we've been yeah. told the group was about ten or eleven people. I'm not sure if that was before or after they forced 
the two out. But um, it sounds like there's a possibility that some of this could just be other minority shareholders share selling off their shares to one person. So there are less shareholders overall. Right. But Ken Kendrick might not be giving up any portion of his particular uh, stake in the team. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. So yeah, it's not it's not really that the Diamondbacks are for sale and not not in the sense of, you know, Ken Kendrick no longer being the primary member of this ownership group. Um, so, you know, if that's what you're that's what you're thinking this is, yeah, it is probably it doesn't, the power structure it, it doesn't here, appear to be it doesn't appear to be that. Yeah. However, um, you know, this is still interesting. We've seen in the past sometimes when you bring on a new minority owner, I think this happened with the Cleveland Guardians, yes. uh, there can be like a clause in the contract that allows for that individual to later become a majority owner. Right. In 2028, um, I believe, is when the Cleveland yeah. minority hold, it could could potentially become a majority right. shareholder, which, right. again, that could at least give uh, people in the organ or fans of the organization who haven't been happy with the way Kendrick has ran the team that that optimism about there being new ownership. Uh, I mean, obviously, a big part of that is just the lack of success and the lack of spending on the team. Right. But again, it's part sure. of a Ken, Ken Kendrick is a managing general partner for a reason. And that's because he's not the only one making you know decisions here when it comes to the money spent on this team. It just means that he has a, a big role, obviously, in that. So he gets the majority of the blame there when it comes to their lack of spending. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, this wouldn't change the power structure or take away from him most likely. Forbes magazine currently values the Arizona Diamondbacks or did in 2022 uh, as being worth $1.38 billion. However, that value is going to be strongly impacted by the sale of the Los Angeles Angels, which this article also says, says that Kendrick could potentially be waiting for the sale of other teams that could obviously increase the market and increase the value of the Diamondbacks just by proxy. When your neighbor down the street sells his house for way more money than it's actually worth, guess what? Now for a brief <laughs> period of time, your house is now worth more money than it was worth. So shit like that happens when uh, teams get sold for more money than they were yeah. you know, valued at. And it seems like that's almost the status quo is like when a, when a professional sports franchise in America is for sale, they inevitably sell for for some bonkers amount of money that that no one you know no one would have foreseen it at the outset. It seems like they're always they're always going for more than than you'd expect. Uh, Derek, you want to take a stab at in two thousand four when when Ken Kendrick purchased the Arizona Diamondbacks, how much he paid for the Arizona Diamondbacks back in two thousand four? Uh, um, Seven hundred million dollars. Two hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. Are you serious? That's some pretty decent what? appreciation. Two hundred thirty-eight million dollars. We could have pulled our money together, you guys, and bought them for that much. Come on, <laughs> what the hell? What a missed opportunity that's, on our that's part fair. As, as a that's fan fair. base. Damn it. Um, well, here's the exciting thing, though, is is that we can wildly speculate now on who might potentially be the new minority shareholder should Ken Kendrick sell part of this team. And I personally think this is why J.J. Watt is retiring. <laughs> Let's go, J.J. Welcome to the franchise. Welcome to the organization. I'm ready to name him right now. Let's go. He's a big, big Arizona guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, loves he seems, it here. seems to enjoy it here. It, it's, it, his, his retirement was kind of sudden and unexpected a bit. I mean, right. he has had a, a wonderful career and he gets to go out on top. However, you know, he's got to have something else to do. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying here. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, J.J. Watt, like he's that type of guy to retire from football and just not have anything to do. Right. Right. Like, right. He, There's no clearly, way he's, way he's too clearly busy. looking for something he's going to be up do. at four o'clock in the morning anyway. He might as well be working on something. He might as well be looking at baseball box yeah. scores. Uh, CP3. 
CP3 gets an ownership of the Diamondbacks. Are you implying that CP3 is about to retire? I'm not implying that at all, but I'm sure there's a lot of Suns fans that would probably right now like to hear me say that. Um, no, I'm just saying uh, he seems like a guy that, you know. CP3 is such a basketball guy, though. Yeah. Right? Like, have you seen, I don't know, has Chris, have we seen Chris Paul show up at a Diamondbacks game? Mm. I don't think so. Oh. We've seen campaign. Cam, we've seen Cam. Oh campaign? yeah, we've seen campaign at some Diamondbacks games. We've I can seen see campaign Cam, putting seen, his money towards that. We've seen Cam Johnson at some Diamondbacks games. Yeah. I believe Ish Ish Wainwright, Mikhail yeah. Bridges. Oh, Mikhail. Oh, Mikhail. No, Mikhael, No, he's not gonna. Well, what is he gonna do? He's gonna buy he's us gonna, to sink us. He's I mean, gonna buy out the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, that's, that's what, what he's, he's obviously. Gonna do. Gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the obvious answer here is Randy Johnson, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I know he's got the the photography gig. You can do both of those jobs (laughs) at the same time. That's all I'm saying. Ben says Fitz already has shown tons of interest in other teams, which I think is, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, that that seems maybe a little bit more. Ben also says not Elon, not Elon, not Elon. You're absolutely right, not Elon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Tweets are going to be 4,000 characters in a month, you guys. I don't know. What what do we do? Do we just just abandon Twitter at that point? I don't want to. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read all of that. I'm just telling you guys that now. So let's let's check that. But no matter who becomes a minority shareholder, hopefully it brings some excitement to this team. And I mean, yeah, I don't really know the capacity in which minority shareholders have a voice in the franchise. So that's something obviously very interesting to see. But, you know, hey, maybe yeah. somebody that has been in sports, even though we kind of joke about these guys. Maybe they can lend something to this organization. Obviously, Jerry Colangelo was one guy that impacted this organization uh, in a very positive way quite a bit. bit. So, you know, you never know when somebody like him might swing through. And maybe Jerry Colangelo. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I I feel like, yeah, like like this news in and of itself is not is not huge. Right. Like if the Diamondbacks were to go through and, you know, some minority share of the organization was was sold to some investor it sounds like they're particularly targeting the investors who are bidding on the angels and it's sort of like uh you know the the backup plan if if one of those uh however many of those people miss out on the angels maybe they'd be interested in owning a portion of the diamondbacks similar location um somewhat similar franchise values so um i think that that makes a lot of sense but in the long term what you wonder here is is this is this the beginning? Like, is this the first step in a process where Ken Kendrick actually might be looking to not, you know, have this role in in the long term, right? Yeah. And and that's something we don't know, but I think it's it's an interesting storyline, and and I don't think it's impossible. I think this this could be sort of a first step, you know, bring in a minority <laughs> owner, maybe that person later on becomes the majority owner, takes on a bigger role. That's something that we at least should be monitoring here. Um, by the way, uh, Jacob is here in the background making all sorts of noise because, uh, as I said on bets today, uh, he's on he's on daddy watch. Uh, every minute of every hour is daddy watch right now for Jacob. <laughs> so I don't know. I think he might have got a text message. He got scared really fast. I don't know what happened over there. But, of course, uh, Jesse has a brand new piece for you guys to check out, of course, on the Zach Davies signing or re-signing uh, to the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, and what 2022 taught us about Zach Davies. So make sure if you haven't done so already to grab yourself a PHNX diehards membership, you can get one over at gophnx.com. It'll give you access to Jesse's wonderful diehard only pieces, as well as get you free merch from the phnxlocker.com. This beautiful hat uh, shirt I'm wearing underneath. Jesse's got the, the ex, this, this sold out limited edition Seth Cerveza shirt that you guys could have had for 99 cents during uh 
the old Black Friday sale. But of course, uh, make sure to grab yourself a membership. Not only do you get all that, you get access to our members only Discord lounge. You get access uh, to all of our wonderful discounts that we provide, including 20% off at the phnxlocker.com. We also hook you up with discounts to our events like our upcoming PHNX Four Peaks Tea Party this Friday, where we will all be uh, having a blast watching the Suns versus the Timberwolves Friday the 13th. Join us out there. Diehards get a discount. Not only do you get a discount uh, for yourself, but you also get a discount on foursomes, and that will give you unlimited range balls. We're renting out the entire driving range. It's going to be a blast. Let's go, Max. is excited and i'm excited so make sure to join us out there for this uh ogs is going to be out there four peaks is going to be out there everybody's going to be out there we're going to be having a blast i am going to be absolutely crushing balls on the driving range jesse is going to be beating you in ping pong uh it's it's a good day to come out and get beat up by the phnx uh, crew in games uh assorted driving contests putting challenges all sorts of stuff we're going to have cornhole pickleball uh and of course the unlimited range balls and set of rental clubs. If you don't have your own, you'll also get a set, uh, a one-hour range time and golf balls at Dobson Ranch to be used at a later date. It's an absolutely beautiful driving range. You guys got to make sure to come out and check it out. It's, it's uh, I, I've, I've talked it up a bunch, but it's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's four peaks, or excuse me, it's Top Golf, but better, right? It's outdoors. It's on a real driving range. You get to track your balls and have it's all, all sorts of It's also of games. Four Peaks, though. Our, it's our also four, four Peaks. Will also be He's there, not right. So. Four Peaks will be there giving out <laughs> beer samples and swag. We're gonna have all sorts of fun. So make sure to join us. There'll be free food and beer samples from our from our partners. OGs will be out there. This is, oh, let's go, OGs. Uh, and of course, the Suns Watch Party against the Timberwolves. Uh, hopefully, they can get their shit together because look. Just gonna say this: the Coyotes—they already have this block when it comes to sucking you guys. So, like, let's not <laughs> let's not go there. I already told you in, in the week, the last meeting of the year, uh, that we're all counting on you. And the last thing I need you is cho- choking. But uh, of course, if you can't join us, grab some Four Peaks beer wherever you get your beer at. Join us remotely. Join us in spirit on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, make sure that you're twenty-one and over to grab that beer and enjoy responsibly. Uh, also, if you come out with the kids, there'll be a free kids clinic for children ten and under. So make sure to come out. We're gonna have a blast uh, on Friday. Uh, what's up? Danielle Cortez was outrageously confident about her ping pong skills. I, I saw Friday. that yeah, portion of it. I just could that, not believe what was happening. I was hyping you up in the out. chat. Yeah, I was there. I was like, Yeah, yeah, you were got there. This. Jesse's gonna whoop that ass. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, she has she has a ping pong table in her garage. I don't she know if does. you're ready for that smoke. Yeah, she has a one car, one ping pong table garage. That's commitment. Which is, which is that's that's. I, w- I wonder yeah. how much dust is on that ping pong table, Jesse. I'm just saying, just saying. I don't know. Do you think? I guess things still collect dust in the garage. I guess that's sort of how it works. We yeah. need to talk about a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna own a house. There was a soon. serious moment there where I was like, "No, it's in the garage. How could it possibly be dusty?" And then I realized uh, that's a pretty idiotic statement. Yeah, so here, yeah. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you are adorable sometimes, but sometimes he's adorable. But every week, you know what we do here. Every week is Shark Week. Every single day is Earth Day, and every Monday we go to the mailbag, fellas. Let's go to the mailbag. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. What the hell is going on with this, Jesse? What do you think? I think, I mean, what's going on is that Scott Boris's camp is trying to make it sound like there is as much interest in in Carlos Correa outside of the Mets as, as possible, right? Which, I mean, it. I'm, I'm sure it's valid, right? Like sure. the Twins, maybe, maybe they have reached out, but... But the reality is that I think we're all pretty confident, like we've said over and over and over again, that Carlos Correa is probably going to end up with the New York Mets. And it's just kind of a matter of time and working out all of these little details and whatnot. 
Um, but I have a hard time really buying into, you know, the interests of, of other teams. Bob Nightingale in his story yesterday um, wrote about how the Twins are not interested in Carlos Correa until they get their hands on all of the same medical information that, uh, of course, the Giants and, and the Mets have been so concerned about. So I don't really see there being many developments there. Uh, so we're just kind of in Carlos Correa limbo. Uh, which, which is just, it just feels right. I mean, it just feels normal. It just feels normal. If, if we knew where Carlos Correa was going, like, like if the deal was actually official official, if, oh if Carlos God. Correa is showing up at a press conference wearing a jersey, I think it'd be a little off-putting at this yeah. point. Like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Where, where, so, where, where would the fun be in that? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not exciting. yeah. We need at least one more deal to fall through or, you know, another another team to get seriously involved. Uh, There's got to be another layer here before this gets settled. scamp. All right, well... <laughs> We know where he's not going, and that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. As much as we'd love to speculate on that, uh, sorry, not interested. We don't have that kind of money. Uh, what else do we got? Next question comes from Rick Hughes. Rick asks, with the acquisition of Davies, do you foresee a six-man rotation to accommodate two of the youngsters, or does it make the possible move of Mad Bum more likely if he performs well in spring training? Uh, well, first, I think, uh, I don't know about six-man rotation, but it could be. I, I, I have heard some things, despite what the way things broke down. I heard that Ryan Nelson might have a little bit more likely of a chance to make the starting rotation than Dre Jameson, despite the fact that Jameson really had a solid performance last year. Uh, there, there is an idea out there that Jameson might be being looked at for the bullpen, potentially. But I think that a lot of it is going to be based on how they perform in spring training. I think Mad Bum does have a chance to be moved. I think at this point, the Diamondbacks are probably even willing to accept, you know, eating a portion, a good portion of Mad Bum's deal in order to make that happen. But right now, I don't really think that there's much value there. So I, I would see them waiting until maybe he performed well before they can possibly move him. Yeah, I mean, I think Bob Nightingale reported a few months ago that in spring training, the D-backs may look to move Madison Bumgarner uh, which still wouldn't totally shock me. Like, I think there is a world in which you sort of replaced Madison Bumgarner with Zach Davies, in a yeah. sense. Um, I wouldn't say I'm expecting that to happen. It's still, as you said, it's going to be a really hard contract to move. You're probably going to have to take back a contract that is similarly not great. Um, or so just I, eat it. Or, or just, yeah, or just eat it. Um, so we'll we'll see exactly what what that might look like. But a six-man rotation is is possible i mean you you theoretically you could you could definitely have a six-man rotation there's more than six guys contending for a rotation spot that have a decent shot at getting one i'd be pretty surprised though if that's something the d-backs did yeah. in the long term we saw a six-man rotation toward the end of uh, of this past season but i think that had more to do with you know getting the young guys playing time and maybe trying to cut down on innings totals for a few guys than anything else. I don't think it's something that Tori Lovello or the Diamondbacks love like as a long-term setup. Um, and when you're opening the season, you're not really, you, you don't have to pigeon, uh, pigeonhole yourself into, into something that you don't really want in the long term. So I'd be pretty surprised if they if they open with a six-man rotation. Ben says maybe a stupid team like the Rockies will take them. Shh, Ben, you're going to blow the deal. All right, let's <laughs> calm down on that, all right? <laughs> we don't want to outwardly call them stupid. We want to speculate on what a stupid team that might take it might be, you know? Um, but I do think that there, there there is a strong possibility that we see Mad Bum in the rotation and we end up seeing one of the younger guys in the bullpen. If not, maybe maybe multiple guys. I, I don't know at this point. I don't think It that is fascinating. Like, if you don't have both Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson in the rotation, do you 
do you send the other one down to Reno or do you yeah. put the other one in the bullpen? I could I could see them going either way. I still think Mike Hazen has some hesitation with like like turning a guy into a reliever before he's really proven that he needs to be a reliever. Sure. Sure. So I'm I'm a little skeptical of that, but it is a it is a, a pivot that we've been thinking they might want to make for some time. Like maybe we put these guys in the bullpen a little bit sooner than yeah. they normally are. Dre Jamison's trajectory, I think, got changed a bit last year. You know, I do think that when he, he came was, up and had a one point yeah, four eight ERA right, and, in, in the majors and had multiple outings that were just you know against the Dodgers and the shining, Padres. You know, and, yes, yeah. But I mean, I think that that kind of messed things up a bit. You know, and honestly, it messed them up in a good way. But it made it more complicated as far as maybe what they thought he was eventually going to be for this team versus what. You're right, Derek. If they had both come up and just been terrible, oh, it'd be so much easier. So much, so much, so much less complicated. All right, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, I did not miss you. Next question. All right, Spencer O'Gara asked, "Would you have fought start the season in the rotation to try for the Padres debut magic one more time, or have another arm in there instead?" Uh, Fott is definitely starting against the Padres, 100%. <laughs> I don't care when he's going to start. When he starts, <laughs> when he debuts, it's going to be against the Padres. That is a rule we have around here, and I'm sorry, but I do not make the rules. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, so, I mean, if if you're looking at the team's schedule, you do have their their fifth game is against the San Diego Padres. So, Correct. you know, if Brandon Fott's your number five starter, then it it, it does it does theoretically work. Does um, line, it does line up nicely? It does line up pretty. Does. It does line up pretty nicely. <laughs> um, I I don't I think it's a less than fifty percent chance. That's more of a, a personal take than anything else. Um, I think. It's not really something we've seen the D-backs do before, yeah. like have a have a young starting pitcher like this just open the season in the rotation um, from opening day. That's not something they've done. However, there is some added incentive to do that. We've we've talked about the new CBA rules and how um, if a player wins the Rookie of the Year award, then uh, the Diamondbacks would uh, would net an extra draft pick. And in order to do that, they have to be on the roster um, right at the beginning of of the season. So. There is some added incentive if you feel that Brandon Fott, you know, could win a Rookie of the Year award, which the D-backs probably think that's at least possible, then, you know, maybe you do have incentive to like, hey, we're not totally sure if he's ready, but let's just throw him in there and see what happens. And given how good Brandon Fott was in Reno, you know, he's the kind of guy you're going to be pretty bullish on, I think. Gabriel Moreno could have been a third guy there for the Rookie of the Year, except Toronto had to go botch his debut. Yeah, there uh, his his service year. time was yeah, whack. Uh, totally. He spent way too many days on the active roster for only right. for only having like seventy three plate appearances yeah. or, or whatever it yeah. was. So uh, somebody 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 forgot to submit some paperwork or something. Yeah, something I don't happened. know. I don't know what what happened <laughs> there, but yeah, he he unfortunately did lose his rookie eligibility. Yeah. So Gabriel Moreno. Uh, a lot of fun to watch, but he he won't be in the in the rookie of the year mix this season. All right, uh, the, now time on to the most important question of the day. Of course, it's ah, from Don's bread. Of course, and of course. Don asks, uh, excuse me, Mark asks, got you, Mark. Uh, if you had to create a boy band using the Arizona Diamondbacks, who would you put in that group? Mm. Obviously, Madison Bumgarner. Okay, right, 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 and Josh Rojas. Right? Well, I, yeah, Josh Rojas too. You're not wrong. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner needs to be the older bad boy that pretends like he's the younger guy. Maybe he shaves that beard up. Maybe he does something to kind of fit in with the group. In sync, Backstreet Boys. They always had that weird older guy in the back that you always questioned his age. I think Mad Bum could be that for this group. But mm. uh, if I'm if I'm putting boy band together here, 
Uh, we're going Jake McCarthy. It's got to be the young guys, we're right? We're going like Corbin Carroll. Yeah. We're going Gabriel Moreno. I feel like Alec Thomas. Alec Thomas, right? 100%. 100%. Right? Um, who's your fifth? Who's my fifth? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if we're, if we're sticking with the young guys, maybe Geraldo yeah. Perdomo. Uh, maybe no. Geraldo Perdomo gets no. in there. No, the, the answer is Zach Gallon. The answer yeah, is Zach okay. Gallon. Got it. If you're Got not it. putting Zach Gallon in there, you have failed with your boy band 100%. We need to figure out who of these people actually plays instruments. That's something I oh, not really asked no, Diamondbacks I mean, players before. Well, what we knew, what, or we could just get the S tier hairs in there. That would be. Uh, there we go. That would that'd be uh, Uriel. That'd be Cattell Marte, Zach Gallon, um, Jake McCarthy, of course. Uh, and who's the new? We'll have, we'll have to do that. We'll have to. Yeah. We need to show your tier system. Yeah, the for, tier to system the, to the people. Yeah, for sure. I got. I have a whole tier again. Thanks to Mark. Uh, I have yeah, a tier Mark, system. Mark created it so yeah. that you can rank the hair of yep. Diamondbacks players, and it is it is one of the one of the better things I've I, ever I seen have on it the internet. Up at all times, by the way. I'm always <laughs> adjusting it. I'm always making changes to it. Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth asked which one would be the lead of the band. Um, hmm. 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 I'm going. If, if Zach Gallon's in the band, Zach Gallon's the lead. I Zach feel like Gallon's Zach Gallon. Okay. I know he might not be that personality to lead, but I feel like if I we're going like, to put a younger uh, boy band behind him, and he's he's going to be the leader of this thing, right? Maybe maybe Jake McCarthy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I could see Jake yeah, McCarthy. Jake McCarthy would like, be a good like too. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and see, Heath Klein says no boy bands play instruments, so your argument is negated. Forget forget who plays instruments. <laughs> they they barely sing. They're auto tuned. <laughs> That's days. fair. That's fair. Um, but, PHNX boy band, Toe Tree. Yep, PHNX just Oh uh, yeah, just them. Yeah, them. No, just just Toe Tree. No, yeah, just Toe Tree by himself. No, the Sun Devils. Max is on this uh, boy band, and then Petey, of course. Mm. Petey has to be on, right? Petey has to be on the boy band again. Every boy band needs the guy that's older, but you question how actually old he is. Everybody needs that. Um, anyway, well, we thank you guys for being here uh, right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We always thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being in the chat. Uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of our wonderful shows on the network go live. Uh, and leave us a little thumbs up. Jesse loves that. It's his favorite thing. I do. Uh, also, if you're listening people to People did us really well at With it the last. thumbs up? Yeah. People yeah. did really well. Apparently, we just need to ask for it a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, the people really, I mean, at least they listened to me. I don't know if they listened to you. Mm, but last week, they like listened that. to me. See? So he immediately goes into that. <laughs> he immediately has to be better than me. Uh, but of course, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure you subscribe to us there. Uh, leave us a review. We appreciate you for doing that as well. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, always for being here uh and of course if you haven't had we have, we have more mailbag monday coming up but before that we got more furniture to talk about because jesse has a new house we have to, to talk about things that jesse needs to buy yeah we're we're house. down to like a week away and he doesn't I, even I know ping pong like, tables i have like nothing dust. for this place yeah so, so send us your best <laughs> suggestions on twitter as to things he needs to buy for more furniture for his house uh of course uh, you get your stuff all figured out because you know you need stuff for your house. The big game's coming up. All sorts of exciting stuff's coming up. Uh, opening day and WrestleMania is the same weekend. So come on, sports fans slash baseball slash uh, wrestling fans. Let's get let's get ourselves a new living room, maybe a big old TV uh, from morefurniture.com. And also get their white glove delivery service uh, like we got here in the office. It was very posh. I felt very, uh, <laughs> I, I, felt, I, felt very I felt very high and mighty with uh, the the uh, the white glove delivery service. It might have been the OGs on the high part, but anyway, <laughs> uh, make sure to check out more furniture when you need to save big on furniture here in the valley over at morefurniture.com. And we are on to more mailbag Monday questions. Uh, let's go. What else we got? 
Brian's accusing me of last-minute shopping again. Ooh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> guilty as charged. I would say I don't know what to what to do here. What do you got, Jacob? So you're gonna have to read the rest of them off. You broke. I don't, I don't think we have them on graph. Okay, no, no worries. That's fine. We'll go on to the next one. Uh, next question comes from our friend Michael Rokicki, and Michael asks, which player? Did, uh, who disappointed last year, do you think, is most likely to rebound? Melanson, Mason Saunders, obviously, uh, or Cattell Marte? Jesse? Most likely to rebound? Yeah. Probably Cattell. Cattell. I, I think, I think, it, we're I think it has there. to be Cattell. Cattell Marte is just like, like he was a pretty darn good player not, yeah. not that long ago, right? Yeah. And I know Mark Melanson, I mean, led the league in saves, right, in mm -hmm. 2021. But Mark Melanson is also at the age where you kind of have some doubts about him, you know, kind of getting back to his former self. Whereas Cattell Marte is is not that old he's not at that level yet where you're like oh yes this this player is still very much on the downswing of his career i don't think you're you're in that position with Cattell. he's still 29 years old which which honestly kind of blows my mind he feels like the old guy but yeah. he's not even 30 years old yet right. so um so yeah i would i would probably say Cattell out of the three well we were talking about this before the show a bit with emmanuel rivera he's still very young you know this is going to be the third season in the yeah. league for him so the diamondbacks might very much see him still in the prospect aspect that that might be something that bringing Evan Longoria might be helping develop towards both him and Josh Rojas, because right now they still don't have a solution for third base as far as long-term. And yeah. maybe, maybe those guys are it because they're still young there. But I, I do like the idea of Melanson bouncing back. I think there is a probability that we could see a much better there version is. of Melanson. Yeah. Especially if he's maybe not in that role. I don't know. We joked quite a bit about Melanson coming in and, and non-save situations being the most disastrous. But uh, <laughs> I will say that there, there just feels like a bounce back. I felt like he had a better second half and especially kind of wrapping up the season. He, he, he did have some strong outings. I just don't know if what we saw last year was more of the anomaly. When you look at his career, this guy has been fairly consistent. So yeah. for him to have the season he had, the erratic start, uh, you know, erratic outings he had, and to mostly be for blame for a decent percentage of the bullpen losses. He, uh, I think, he could still be much better than he was. I agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I'll, I'll probably write about that at some point. Like, like, what would it take for Mark Melanson to get back to the player that he was in 2021, which was one of the best relievers in baseball. Right. Uh, don't don't lie. A, you know, don't lie about what you said a year ago about. The Diamondbacks bringing in both Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson and being excited about it, right? Right, right. we all were. We all thought <laughs> it. There is not a Diamondbacks fan who didn't think that was a, a pretty good move. I mean, I maybe there were some people concerned about the age of both players, sure. which of course did turn out to be sort of a problem. Yeah. But at the moment, it was it was viewed very positively because Mark Melanson was was just a very very effective pitcher. Um, last year, if you look at just like velo numbers and whatnot. Numbers did take a bit of a step back. Uh, his cutter was 92 miles an hour on average in 2021. It dropped to 91 miles an hour in 2022. I don't know if that one tick is necessarily that important for him, though. I think there's still some some adjustments that could be made here. Uh, Brent Strom throughout the season very much defended Mark Melanson and talked about how, like, from a pitch arsenal standpoint, not much had changed. Uh, I remember at one point I'm talking about Melanson having one of the better years of his career in terms of uh, just some of the underlying metrics on on his pitches. So, which has to make it even more frustrating, right? Yeah. I mean, because I mean that's just what are... that's just what life is like for relievers, right? Yeah. Like you can feel like you're doing everything as good as you ever have, but you know if you if you have a few rough outings, which obviously Melanson had more than a few, but um, a few. 
there were there were quite a few, but uh, but yeah, I do think there's a chance that Mark Melanson bounces back next year. All right, uh, Dbacks Burner at AZ Burner six hundred two on Twitter asks, "What do we do with Nick Ahmed? I personally think he's over the hill, and would rather see Perdomo get another season of daily work in." I, I would say Nick Ahmed is probably in a similar position as Evan Longoria, where yeah, he probably is on on the other side of his career. I think he still has a lot to offer, and I think that this is a young, inexperienced team that can benefit from having Nick Ahmed there at shortstop on the field leading leading the way. I mean, he yeah. is their player representative. He is a leader in the locker room. There is no reason why, even if he's not batting over 250, that he still can't contribute to this team, not only defensively, but also kind of in a leadership way on and yeah. off the field. Yeah, I totally agree. This is a big year for Nick Ahmed. It's a walk year for him, right? He's a free agent at the end of the season. He's probably not going to return to the Arizona Diamondbacks with Jordan Lawler not not too far away. Correct. Um, and, of course, Raldo Perdomo there as well. So this is a big year for him to kind of prove what he has after hardly playing at all last year with the shoulder surgery. A big thing will be what does his defense look like? Is he still a plus defensive player or is he kind of inching closer to average? If he's inching closer to average, unfortunately for Nick Ahmed, it's it's a little bit hard to sell him as an everyday big leaguer because so much of his value has come from his glove for a number of years. Right. Um, I will say that I think people are maybe a little bit harsher on Nick Ahmed than they should be with his bat. I've seen a lot of people talk about like, oh, you know, Geraldo Perdomo is clearly a better player than Nick Ahmed. Geraldo Perdomo, his offensive numbers last year were close to the very bottom of the league for how many plate appearances he got. There were not unless many. You're talking about with runners and scoring. Position. Unless you're talking about the runners and scoring risk position, king. the the risk king was was very good in those situations. But Perdomo, I'm not at all saying that he can't become a a good player. He's so young. Yeah. You're definitely not making that case. But he also, at least from my standpoint, with what he did last year, he didn't earn anything. I don't think he earned. You know, like, oh, Perdomo's your your shortstop, and then maybe Nick Ahmed can dethrone yeah, him. That yeah. that was not what happened last year. Yeah. Perdomo just really struggled offensively. And he looked like he struggled from the lack of depth on this roster. And that's one thing that the Diamondbacks have put together. They have much more depth yeah. than they did last year. Whether it's it might not be, you know, quality starting. They might not have gone to invest all of their money into a big name to upgrade a particular single position. However, it does feel like they upgraded the team almost at every position and made this team deeper. And I, and I, yeah. I mean that by bringing on someone like Evan Longoria and now having Josh Rojas, the ability to kind of be a utility infielder everywhere and not just playing a bunch of time at third base. Like he most likely would have, if it was just him and Emmanuel Rivera, right? There, right. There's there, there were small moves. They're not huge names, but the things they did with the names they're getting back with, with Nick Ahmed coming back, there's just a certain, uh, element of depth that this team absolutely didn't have last year yeah and honestly when you talk about this team losing games late and the bullpen being responsible for so many losses a lot of that is the team also going flat so it's not just the bullpen it's the lack of offense in general and the bullpen just kind of giving up a lead you don't really see this team put their throat or net or foot on on team's throats and, and really take as much of a lead as they can you you really saw them even in the wins kind of winning you know a lot of close games last season so I, I I think that the depth is going to improve this team and, and hopefully the changes they did, you know, at the bullpen along with a yeah. rebounding Melanson could could be the key to this team 
being being a better team. The the D backs gave Geraldo Perdomo five hundred plate appearances because they didn't have another choice. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and exactly. not not to say again that like Perdomo is going to be a bad player in the long term necessarily, but he clearly wasn't ready for the that the much. wealth of opportunity that they gave him. He struggled early in the year defensively. Later in the year, he looked better. But yeah, like you're saying, in 2023. I don't think the D-backs are, are, at least on paper, I don't think they're going to find themselves in as many situations where it's like, we got to just keep playing so-and-so, even though the numbers aren't good because we don't have anyone else. They they have a lot of depth at pretty much every position on the diamond at this point. All right. Next question comes from our friend Jacob Giacoma, and it's a question we get quite a bit, actually. So uh, Jacob asks, are there any updates on Christian Robinson? I think his probation is about to be over and the fact that Hazen hasn't just cut bait on him to me suggests he believes K-Rob can still make a major league impact. Uh, I found reports that uh, Christian Robinson uh, has been at the complex training and that his probation ends in February, yep. which hopefully allows him to fully participate this spring. And and maybe what we see is this guy that at one time was one of the Diamondbacks' absolute top prospects yeah. have, that, have that bounce back. We have no clue where he's at. As far as, you know, his athleticism, I know we saw him a bit during like the minor league camp. Uh, he was out there. He looked in shape. He was participating and he was he was in there with a lot of the top prospects. So that was something encouraging when I saw yeah. him in the lineup uh, during that minor league training camp that they had prior to the end of the lockout this time last year, just about uh, he was participating and he was in there with uh, De Los Santos and Lawler and those guys. So it's encouraging that's encouraging to me as well that he was part of like that group. They seem to be grouping those guys together, you know, during the minor league camp in certain ways. So uh, I will also say that, you know, of course, you know, the, the idea there is how, how much he has been actively part, been participating in his own, you know, kind of training. And, and like I said, keeping himself in shape, uh, if he's ready to go when, when that probation period ends and he's available to participate in team activities, we we might see this guy. He's still 22 years old and still yeah. has a lot to give. We might see this guy may, make a comeback. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think. Like, like Baseball Prospectus had Christian Robinson as the 16th best prospect in baseball in 2020, yeah. pre-2020, yeah. and number 15 pre-2021. So, like, this guy has had some, like, a lot of scouts have been very high on what they've seen from Christian Robinson over the years. My understanding of the situation is that what he needs to happen is for his felony to be reduced to a misdemeanor. And, right. and the expectation is that that will happen when his probation ends in February. So if if all goes well and that happens, then yes, I, I do think that Christian Robinson theoretically could have a fairly normal season for the first time in a long time since, I guess, 2019. Um, but yeah, there, you still have to believe that there's some upside here and, and he did get some opportunity last year. He wasn't able to play in games, uh, where, uh, they charge for attendance. That was part of the deal, um, with, with his probation, but That's so weird. That's such a weird, yeah, it, like, it's a weird, I mean? uh, kind of a weird yeah. role, but he was able to participate in extended spring training. So he was out at, at the complex in Arizona, uh, getting opportunity, getting some at bats until about mid June. And then that's when extended spring training ended and, and there wasn't really anything else for him to do at that point. He, he's a right-handed bat. Uh, last time he was in a, a minor league for the Hillsborough Hops, he hit 319. So there's a lot of encouraging things to think about Christian Robinson uh, making a comeback. And again, you know, his his 
lack of being here kind of has impacted the Diamondbacks, you know, rebuilding effort that they were kind of banking on him being a, a key piece of the future of this team. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah, he was this, like the like the right fielder of the future, like, you know, yeah. the your big middle of the lineup bat. Um, and he still has a chance to be that like there's a lot of upside here, even though the timeline has been pushed back a few years. Um, all right. Our last question comes uh, from our friend who now lives in Colorado, uh, the Fox, a.k.a. at the Adam 027 on Twitter. And he asks, I just moved to Colorado. Too many Rockies hats and jerseys <laughs> for me to bear. Uh, so my question for the mailbag, how can anyone survive completely being surrounded by all things Rockies, Nuggets, Broncos, Abs? Pray for me. I have no idea how. I am so sorry. <laughs> Trust me, it's just as bad for us in our all-city chat. We get these DNVR guys. Uh, they're just brutal. Uh, the the Nuggets guys, they hate the Suns. The Avalanche won a, won a Stanley Cup. Uh, the World Stanley Cup, as I've said in the past. Um, you know, at least the Broncos suck, so that's something. But they might take the head coach we want. So, like, there's all sorts of things that I'm annoyed with. And the Rockies are just the Rockies. They continue to perplex me on how they fill up that stadium with a terrible baseball team all the time. I guess that's what happens when you make a nice, pretty place for people to go hang out and watch yeah. baseball. Yeah, and it is a nice, pretty place oh, for man. people to go hang out and watch baseball we talked about that with patrick lyons last week when he when he filled in on the show uh a friend of friend from dnvr rockies but another name um, we have to deal with all the time but yeah so okay so his question is how can i survive complete how can i survive clearly surrounded by all things rockies um yeah i mean like you know you you can still you can still rep the diamondbacks and then i don't think <laughs> Surround yourself with all things Arizona, right? Like, there you go. Plaster your living room with all Arizona sports. Yeah. Wear an insufferable, uh, insufferable amount of clothing that rep your team. Paint, go, paint the walls Sedona red. That's right. Sedona maybe red. a teal accent wall. Ooh, that'd be nice. Like, like a, teal a trim. Like a yeah, yeah, yeah a trim. Yeah. Maybe we do the the sand color and, and the the trim. That sounds boring, but whatever. I mean, maybe we just go classic colors. Just go purple and teal. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that. that's fair. You should do probably a little go copper copper accents. Um, Ooh, there you go. Whatever you need to do, I would I would suggest going to the DNVR bar because they are wonderful people there. But uh, that's not going to get you away from this. So I don't know. Uh, I strongly suggest you don't convert though. It does not seem <laughs> like the grass is much greener on that side of the fence. If you know what I'm saying. So I, I don't know. But uh, of all the teams that you know, like you could fall in love with, the the Rockies are. Not at the forefront no, of that list no, right now. No, so. definitely not. The Diamondbacks are, if you you know, you're just being an unbiased baseball fan. Yeah. The Diamondbacks, the the immediate future looks quite a bit more promising than the immediate future of the Colorado Rockies. Chris so. Bryant deal doesn't seem so good. Let me tell you that that, that doesn't seem so good. Um, anyway, and Chris says people aren't fleeing Denver for months of baseball season because the sun is trying to kill them. Okay, fine, Chris, that's valid, but. Um, <laughs> That is that is a great point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the personal shot attacks here and shots were fired at Arizona that didn't need to happen. Uh, Kyle says I live in social or SoCal. Sorry, SoCal. Uh, social. <laughs> I live in social. Uh, I live in SoCal. If anyone lives in social, Derek, it's you, it's, it's, it's you. you. I'm yeah. always on Twitter all the time. 3 a.m., uh, 11 o'clock at night, 10 in the morning. I'm always there. Uh, Kyle says I rep. Uh, I live in SoCal and rep D-backs all the time. It isn't too bad once you get used to it. Just don't expect much in the way of team com camaraderie. Yeah, like you're not going to bump into a bunch of people and be like, hey, 
hey, fellow D-backs fan. <laughs> but I will say that when I am in another city, like when I was in Seattle and I bumped into a guy wearing Cardinals stuff uh, at the wrestling show, and we both had a good laugh at the fact that one of their bad guys played the end of the Super Bowl that the Seahawks lost on the screen in the arena, and it was delightful. Uh, we, you would see those people, and you high-five, and you hug even tighter than you would just if you were a normal fan. You see your you know <laughs> fellow fans all the time. But That's true. If you're in another state and you see – a Diamondbacks fan. Oh, I lose my mind. Yeah, there's there's got to be quite a moment yeah. there because at least like I don't know. I it's mean, a, like it's a very low probability. Like of that where actually where happening. in the U.S. outside of Arizona do you think there are the most diamond? Like, can we even identify a place where there's like a contingent of Diamondbacks fans outside uh, of Arizona? I no, I can't. I can't think of any. Place. Do they still have some some followers in Australia from like when uh, they when they played over there? No, that was a thing for a yeah. while. Yeah, I think I haven't so. really heard much from oh. Australian baseball fan Diamondbacks fans recently, but we, we were number one in Brazil. I don't know if we still are. That's true. Yeah, we were the number one baseball but, podcast um, in Brazil. So is that clearly so. Brazil is teaming with Diamondbacks <laughs> yeah, fans. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as a new customer. You can sign up. Football is here, and we are doing football again. Uh, the wild card playoffs is going to be a blast. And, of course, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this coming weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you will get a free bet back up to $10. If you're a new customer, get down on uh, using our promo code of PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, nothing else attached to that one. Just get down as a new customer and get some free bets. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Words are hard to me sometimes, so excuse me on that. Uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to bet on the Natty National Championship. Check our, out our bets over on PHNX Bets. Of course, you can get down on that. There is an opt-in right now that might get you up to a 100% boost on your bet for the National Championship game. So... As much as I want to say go Georgia because I did bet on the dogs. All hail the hypnotoad. Hypno so whatever happens, I'm going to be good with it. Either the, the underdog's going to win and I'll be happy or the team I bet 50 bucks on is going to win. But you can get down on that. You can hedge your bets emo emotionally like that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, of course, we thank you guys again so much for being here. Uh, things are exciting. Baseball is happening, and we can't wait as we move closer and closer to not only the we're World like Baseball a, Classic. We're like a month away from pitchers and we catchers. We are about a month like, about a month and like I would say five or six days. So basically I'm a like, month and I'm a week. I'm so excited kinda. to have like, like baseball to watch again. And I'm also like be careful what you wish for because from mid-February to uh, October, I'm going to be a – I'm not – I'm not going yeah. to have a life whatsoever. Me and my but, wife, me and my wife have this day where I sing to her "Wife Left John's uh, Gone Till November" song, and then we <laughs> kiss and embrace because that's the last time we're going to see each other for a long, long time. She's accepting of it. That's how our marriage works. But uh, of course, we thank you guys uh, so much for being here. So much baseball coming up. Not only do we have spring training coming up, World Baseball Classic, we also have the Savannah Bananas coming into town right as the season opens up, and then we have baseball season. So, so much baseball. Uh, coming soon. I think we have one one more bullpen arm on the way potentially. That's what Mike, Mike Hazen seemed to seem to indicate that. So, I don't know, uh, but was that Mike Hazen in the shadows in the dark? Yeah, I we can't. No way we can't really. Yeah, we can't really be sure. Yeah, his his lighting wasn't good enough to identify. We who are he going to mail was. the D backs a, a ring light for Mike Hazen, <laughs> and it's just it's complimentary of PHNX. We just want you to try harder. That's all we want. Just get a ring light is all we're asking. But of course. Uh, we thank you guys. We I think he likes Hazen. it. I think he likes being in the shadows. Yeah. Um, because he was 
when, when we did a, a press conference for, I think it was one of the relievers, he was on vacation. Um, and it I think it was dark in Arizona and it was light wherever he was. Um, but the way he positioned his camera was such that you couldn't see him at all. Like it was a, <laughs> it was a complete silhouette. It's like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, like, he kind of likes it and he's trying to like position his yeah. camera perfectly so that, you know, he just kind of lingering in the he, shadows. He's going to do the Elon Musk floating head thing again in the next, <laughs> you know, meeting we have with him. But hopefully that meeting uh, will bring uh, maybe an Andrew Chafin to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to still as, as we move on. But again, we thank you guys so much for being here as always. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. This guy's at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you on behalf of our new homie, Damon, Faj, Jesse, and myself. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when JJ Watt retires to buy a portion of your team. Let's go JJ. Yeah.